Good morning. I'm glad you're all here today as we celebrate these seniors. So first I want to just thank all y'all for the prayers and just ask y'all to continue in prayer because our family is really struggling and we really need it. But I want to kind of explain this uh, community prayer thing that we've got going on, on on June 20th. And I encourage everybody to really put this down in your, in your calendars because this is something this community needs. This is an opportunity for us to come together. And what our vision is, is to meet at the courthouse about 7 o'clock that evening. And then we're going to split up into different groups. And we're hoping we have enough people that we can just get all the city limit signs. We want to hit uh, United, uh, the motel, um, the courthouse, the hospital, uh, Star Street, all the, church, all the schools, the football field. I mean, it's an opportunity where we want to come together and we're going to say, okay, at this time, start praying. And we're praying over this whole community all at the same time. You know, it's a spiritual warfare that we're in. And right now, Satan's got his hands on us because we're not fighting back. You know, we fight back on Sunday mornings, but what do we do the rest of the week? And it's time for us to be the Christians that we're called to be. And it's time that we step out and we draw the battle lines and we say we're, we're tired of it. It's enough. We're taking this community back. But it's going to take the boldness of Christians to get out and do something. We can't expect to take the, the world back if we just sit in church on Sunday mornings and do nothing else. So that's kind of the vision. So, again, I want to encourage you all. June 20th, 7 o'clock. Put it in your calendar. We'll talk about it every week until then. We'll have it on Facebook. We'll get some flyers. We'll put up. We'll hang it all over town. But I really encourage you all to be there. So we're going to celebrate the seniors today, but of course we're actually celebrating Jesus because that's why we're all here. But if you'll please stand, we're going to read uh, Numbers 6, verses 22 through 27. It says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make your face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance to you, upon you. And give you peace. So they shall by my name, so they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity just to come and to worship. And Father, just to celebrate these seniors and the accomplishment that they have made. Father, we pray that as they go into the world, Father, that you'll be with them, that you'll guide them, and you'll lead them and direct them. Father, we just ask that you'll just open up our hearts and our minds to receive your message. And Father, I ask that you'll just remove me from the situation and let your spirit flow through me. Father, I love you and I praise you. As you think in Jesus' name, amen. So be seated. So I like that they're sitting in the front row today because it kind of changed the routine up. I wasn't in the same spot I'm always in and I had to walk a little further, so I'm a little tired today. So, but that's good because... Once we do the same routine over and over and over, we kind of get into the ritual of it, and it stops being as much spirit-led and more of just we do the same thing over and over. So first of all, I want to tell y'all congratulations. This is a major accomplishment. I know y'all probably don't think of it as that big of a deal. It's just high school, right? But it is a great thing, and y'all have all done very well. So the next few days and probably the next few months, there's going to be a lot of emotions. Y'all's mothers are going to be crying quite a bit. Grandmothers are going to be crying quite a bit. The fathers, they're going to be telling y'all, eh, I, ain't, I don't care. One less mouth to feed. I'm glad you're gone. One less thing to worry about. But I promise you right now, 
Your fathers do that because we don't want y'all to know how much it hurts us. Your mothers, they don't care. They're going to cry. They're going to make you know how bad they're feeling. But just remember, they love you, and they're always going to be there for you. And y'all probably got all kinds of emotions. I bet you're sitting there thinking, man, I'm freedom. Nobody telling me what to do. Nobody telling me what to come home. Man, I can do what I want. Am I right? I can already see you. I know what you're thinking right now. He's already thinking, man, they don't tell me what to do anyway. But there's probably some fear in y'all's lives right now, too. Some fear of the unknown, fear of getting there and failing, fear of making mistakes, missing your family. So it's going to be a lot of different emotions going on through the next few months. But I want to be honest with y'all today. Man, we live in a scary, evil, dark world. And most of all, most of y'all, as far as I know, have lived in Quanah pretty much y'all's whole lives, right? Well, there's some bad things in Quanah. But y'all have always had y'all's families here to protect y'all. And when y'all get out on your own, you're not going to have that. The enemy's going to be coming. Because the enemy knows as soon as y'all are out from under their protection, he wants to get y'all. Every little temptation that y'all have, every little weakness, every desire that y'all have in y'all's hearts, he's going to be thrown at y'all day and night. Anything he can do to draw y'all away, anything he can do to make y'all fail, he's going to be there giving it to you. Now, that's the bad news. But here's the good news. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. So see, I want to speak that over y'all today. Y'all have the authority over Satan. He has no control over you. The only control he has over you is the control that you allow him to have over you. So I want to speak that into y'all's lives today and remember that y'all are fighting from victory and not for victory. But the enemy's tricky, and he's going to do everything he can. But as long as y'all are rooted in the word, y'all are going to overcome. But my advice for y'all is as soon as you get to where you're going, find a church. And not just any church. Find a church that the preacher will preach the biblical truth. The biblical truth that goes against the world's agenda. The truth that is preached in most churches today, they wouldn't even ask that preacher to come back. The biblical truth that got Jesus killed and Paul stoned. The truth that makes you uncomfortable living in the sin that you're in. 2 Timothy 4, 2 through 4 says, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long sufferings and teachings. For the time will come when they will not have, well, they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn to the fables. And picking a church is going to be very important. There are a lot of churches out there that are more worried about filling pews than filling heavens. They care about the numbers here on earth, not the numbers in heaven. So make sure you find a church that stands firm in the, in the Bible. There are a lot of churches out there that are pro-LGBT. They have these little catchy slogans like open minds, open doors. Sounds very biblical. Sounds very Christian, but they're against what the word says. So when you're choosing a church, go talk to the pastor. Ask him what his beliefs are. 
Question him on what he thinks about same-sex marriage, abortion, sin. And don't be afraid to ask these tough questions. Because if he's truly in it for God, he's going to be impressed that y'all wanted to take the time to research to make y'all's decision. And after you've picked a good church, pick good friends. Pick friends that are going to help hold you accountable. I know y'all two will be together, but find some other friends too. Find some people that you can fellowship with and that aren't going to lead you into trouble. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good morals. So we probably all heard the saying, one bad apple destroys the bunch. And that's true. Our flesh is very weak. And when we're hanging out with unbelievers and we're seeing the things that they're doing, our flesh will want to do the same thing. <clears throat> it will see the smiles on their faces and the happiness that we think they have. But what they have is temporary. It's given to them by Satan. But true joy comes from God and it's given to you when you are living for him and following his commands. Proverbs 13, 20 says, He who walks with the wise, with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. So there's going to be times in y'all's lives, and we've all been through it, but we're going to need advice. So do you want to take advice from somebody that's following the world or from somebody that's following God? See, who you choose to have in your inner circle will determine on what path you go down. Jesus says in Matthew that the path that leads to destruction is wide and many will go down it. <clears throat> but the path that leads to life is narrow and few will find it. So choose people who want to be around. Choose people to be around that want to follow the narrow road. Your group will probably be a lot smaller, probably not as popular, but they'll be the true friends that will lift you up when the storms come in your life. Not if, but when the storms come in your life. They're going to be the ones that will lay hands on you and pray for you when things are going bad. They're going to be the ones that encourage you, the ones that will stay up all night talking to you or just listening to you. But they won't be the ones that say, oh, you're having a bad day? Come on, let's go get drunk and forget about it. You see, friends that lead you to sin are not real friends. Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3, says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruits in the seasons, whose leaves also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So picking friends is very important. The people you associate with will be the things that you do. What they do, you'll end up doing. So take time to find good friends. Same thing with the church. You know, ask them what they believe in. Ask them what they feel about things. But be the example. Be a leader. And then make sure that you find time to be in the Word and in prayer. You are going to be very busy. Work, college classes, driving back and forth to see Mama and Daddy. Even though y'all probably like, I ain't never coming back. Y'all going to be back, I promise you. First, probably first couple of months, y'all going to be wanting to come back every weekend. Your parents going to be like, man, I got rid of you. Go home. But it's going to happen, and you are going to be busy. So make sure that you always find time to read and to pray. Like I've said many times, if Satan can't make you bad, he's going to make you busy. And busy stands for being under Satan's yoke. 
And the excuses will be easy. I got too much homework. I got a big test tomorrow. I need to study. I got off work late. I'm tired. But it's going to take commitment. And it's going to take dedication to make this happen. And it's going to require the willingness to reject the things of the world and to submit to God's will. But the more you stay in the word and the more you pray with an open heart, the better decisions you'll make in your life. Joshua 1.8 says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe or do according to all that is, it is written in it. For then you will make... For then you will make your way prosperous, and then all you have will have good success. So I encourage you to take your Bibles with you. Use them as the weapon that they're designed to be. I know we all have phones, and we all have the Bible app on our phone, but that's not the same as carrying your Bible with you. Satan can't stand against the Word of God, so take it with you. I don't know if y'all have looked in y'all's bags, but we gave all y'all some highlighters. Use them. Highlight verses that speak to you. Write notes in your Bibles. Memorize the verses. And use them to help yourselves in the world. Get a journal. Take notes. Talk to God. See, your Bible is a connection to God. It's the living word that he's speaking to you. And he may speak it to you different than he speaks it to you. So carry them with you. And be in prayer. Not just when you got a test coming up. Not just when you have a, a big report you got to do. But be in prayer all the time. Pray about everything. Pray about the decisions you make. Pray about what classes you take. What boys you date. What girls you date. Pray about everything. Pray before you leave for a trip. And pray when you get there. The closer you draw with God, the better your life's going to be. But ask God to... John... Ask God to reveal the truth in your life. Ask God to, reveal the scale, to remove the scales from your eyes so that you can see the way that he sees. And I'm sure you all have heard many times this year that you are the future. You are the future of the church. You are the future of the country. But I want to tell you that's not entirely true. You are the here and now. You're the here and now of the church. You're the here and now of this country. Don't wait till the future to let your light shine in this world. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in the world, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. See, don't let y'all's ages keep y'all from seeking the truth. Y'all have all grown up in church. Y'all know the word. So when the older generation comes around and says, What well, do you know? You're just a kid. You stand up in boldness and say, I know the truth. I know what the Bible says. Don't let your age intimidate you. And just know that you've been adopted into sonship through the blood of Jesus Christ. So I want to leave y'all with some verses today that will help y'all stay focused on what's truly important. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. And Colossians 3.23 is just like that. It says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. See, we're not here to please men. We're here to glorify God. And all that we do should bring glory to Him. Are you going to fail at times? Yes, of course. We all make mistakes. But that's the great thing about our God, is he forgives us. All we got to do is ask for forgiveness, 
repent, which means turns away from, and he'll forgive us. Now, the enemy's going to tell you you made a mistake, you're not good enough, but those are lies. So when you do fall, stand up, dust yourself off, and get back to doing everything to glorify God. This next one, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. We've all probably heard verses 11, but I want to read the other two with it. For I know the thoughts that I have, that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. See, God wants the very best for you. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be storms, because I promise you there will be storms in life. But God will help you get through these storms. But I want you to notice at the end of this where it says, you will seek me and find me when you search me, or search for me with all your heart. See, this can't be a halfway deal. This can't be part-time. This can't be when you have time. This has to be a full submit your heart to the Lord and give him everything you have. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. So as y'all go off into the world, y'all have nothing to fear. The enemy has no power over y'all because God is with y'all. Everything y'all do, everywhere y'all go, God is with y'all. Matthew 6, says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So when we learn to put God first in our lives, he'll take care of our daily needs. Now that's not an excuse to sit around and live off the government, but what God's saying is if you focus on him, he'll provide your daily needs. He may not give you the most expensive clothes, the best name brand clothes, the newest vehicles, but he's going to provide for your daily needs, and that's what we worry about. Don't focus on the worldly things. Focus on God. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Know who you are in Christ. Don't be afraid to address the sinful behaviors that's going on around you. We're called to be disciples of all nations. That's all people. But we can't do that if we're too, too afraid to speak the truth through love. And lastly, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, this is the big one. This is the one y'all probably heard me quote many times in here. We cannot conform to the world. We cannot do what everybody else does. We can't watch the same shows and movies that they watch. We can't listen to the same music that they listen to. We can't fall into the same sins that they fall into. See, we're not called to be like other people. We're not even called to be like other Christians. We're called to be like Jesus. So we have to transform the way we think and the way we see things. And we have to ask God to, to reveal it to us the way he sees it so that we can learn to follow his will. So I just want to encourage y'all, whatever y'all do, make plans to stay in the word. Make plans to go to church. Make plans to have good friends. You girls, I, Proverbs 31 is a very good message for y'all. 
And I want to speak that over each of y'all's lives. And I encourage y'all, when y'all get home, to grab y'all's Bibles and to read it and to speak it into y'all's lives. You know, the enemy's going to tell y'all a lot of lies. And he's going to try to attack y'all. So I want y'all to come up here today. I know y'all are probably like, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to get up in front of y'all again. But I want to ask the elders to come up and lay hands over y'all and pray. And y'all's parents and grandparents and family to come up and lay hands on y'all. So we can pray for y'all all all before y'all head out. (laughs) Maybe I didn't. I mean, I mean, right right now. (laughs) And anybody else that wants to come up, feel free to come up and pray over these young men and women. God, I just want to thank you for for this young man and these three women. Father, as they go off into the world, Father, I just pray protection over them. I pray that you'll just put your hands of protection around them and just just protect them from everything that's going on, Father, as they're going to be traveling, as they're going to be just facing the world alone. Father, we just speak salvation in their lives, Father, that they will seek you in all that they do, that they will lift you up in all that they do. Father, I just pray that you'll just pour into them so much that that people can't help but to see you through them. Father, just let your light shine so bright in their lives that we can see them from quantum wherever they're at. Father, I pray for their families as they have to let go of, of their kids and, and their grandkids and, the, and their friends and family. And just, uh, I just pray that you give them strength. Father, I know that each one of these parents are going to be at home praying for them. So I just ask that you'll just hear their prayers. Father, lift these kids up and just let all they do glorify you. Father, we love you and praise you. Yes, the things of Jesus. So we're open up the altar now. We'll open up the altar if anybody else needs prayer. But I really want to encourage y'all to be praying for not only these kids, but the rest of our seniors as they head out into the world. So you please stand. We're going to have a prayer. I like to get everybody sitting back down and tell them to stand again. Exercise. My Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity just to come together and to worship you and to celebrate these young men and women. Father, we pray that as we go off into the world that you'll just give us opportunities just to share your love, to share your kindness, and to just share your salvation. Father, we love you and we praise you. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.